Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Dole Whips and Double Doubles. My name is Ryan Miller, and I'm from Hamilton, Ontario. And this week, I'm joined by Ryan in London, Ontario. Hello. Welcome. Um, so we're still in January, and um, something that we haven't really talked about in the past uh, is, <laughs> surprise, surprise, another Epcot festival. Um, I mean, we've we've mentioned it briefly i think in years past um but uh but today we're just gonna talk give you an overview of the epcot festival of the arts um and this year in 2022 uh the festival of the arts started january 14th runs to february 21st um i think this festival is really only four or five years old now somewhere around there um, and it just felt like it was added at a time when Disney saw a, a natural lull in crowd size in January and February. And now that's not the case at all. But, um, but here we are with another festival in, in January, February. So, uh, Epcot has, <laughs> if you go to Epcot any time of the year, um, you're more likely to go during a festival than not during a festival. Um, and this happens to be the first one of the year. And I think that this is another way that Disney uh, really likes to cater to locals. Um, you know, obviously Disney world is popular every week of the year, but I think these weeks are a little, a little slower. Um, they certainly used to be a lot slower for sure, uh, but are, but are, you know, on the, on the, the lower end of the scale. And so weekends, uh, I do know that uh, these these festivals, uh, especially when it comes to the culinary food element of it, can be quite busy. So absolutely keep that in mind when doing your uh, touring plans or planning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We always say if there's a festival going on, uh, try to avoid Epcot on the weekends. Um, this one, I feel like you could get a bit of a pass because it's not as um, highly sought after as like food and wine. It's not as highly uh, sought after as the flower and garden festival. Um, but and I think Lauren and I have said this in the past, uh, it, it rivals for me, um, being the best Epcot festival. Um, and it is just a short period of time, but I think the fact that it doesn't just focus on food alone, um, is a really big draw for, for me. And especially as someone who's, uh, likes to think of himself as creative or, or artistic um and and don't get me wrong i think flower and garden festivals probably number one on lauren's list um because of the combination of food and like the beautiful scenery that it is um but this is a probably a close second or a 1a 1b uh situation here um i just love it based on the fact that so the epcot festival of the arts uh is their celebration um of art and cuisine and they've broken down <laughs> the arts into into three distinct categories um the culinary arts uh which are self-explanatory the performing arts which kind of encompasses uh, a whole bunch and visual arts um which also encompasses uh, a whole lot as well but basically um you have a lot to kind of do and and it does make epcot 
uh, if you're really into this festival, I don't think you could do it in a day in the same way that like Epcot can be difficult to do everything in the park in one day. This kind of adds on another level of stuff uh, that makes it more difficult to to do the whole thing in one one single day. Well, I mean, goodness, just the the culinary aspect alone, you know, as I continuously am scrolling through all of the delights of food that there are in all these booths, uh, I mean, gosh, you could definitely spend two or three evenings there alone sampling <laughs> multiple things. For sure. And, uh, and talking about the culinary aspect, um, so there's about 15 um, booths that they sort of add to uh, to the park, um, but they also tuck them in to some existing um, places as well. Uh, so there are more more places to to find things. I, I think what sets apart the Festival of the Arts is in the culinary arts, the the focus on art is really really uh, big here. Um, because it's not just about the food, it's about the way that it gets presented. And, um, and each year sort of, they have some favorites that will come back, but there are new, new items that get added to the various menus. Um, and each, each piece like is meant to be beautiful. Like it, it, it really is. Um, I'm looking at this uh, sushi donut, um, which is basically, you know, what you imagine sushi to look like, but in a donut shape, uh, just like colorful and whimsical and and well thoughtfully constructed. Um, there's just there's an extra attention to detail that has to go into the plating, even though you're getting like these small little paper plates. Um, it feels like there has been more attention paid on the presentation. And if you are like one of those foodies who is all about presentation, this is definitely um, what it's about. Or uh, if you're a big Instagrammer, I feel like this is, you'll have content for, <laughs> you know, for the whole year based on right? uh, some of the photos you can take of, of the food here. I, can I just mention a couple of these that yeah. I'm already uh, staking my claim to? <laughs> uh, so the artist table uh, at the American Adventure, um, which, by the way, is, is first on the page. So I have looked at all of them. And this I like struck me sipping chocolate flight. Uh, where you get white milk and dark chocolate, all non-alcoholic. Uh, they also have the Symphony in Chocolate, which is Mozart cream liqueurs paired with sipping chocolates, which, which like, you know, sounds fantastic. Thank you. Um, you know, and then there's the deconstructed dish, um, where you can have a deconstructed BLT, which is crispy pork belly, soft poached egg, brioche, watercress, and tomato jam. Yeah. As well as a deconstructed key lime pie, which is my favorite. Uh, flexible key lime curd. I love the idea that it's flexible. I'm not sure <laughs> what key lime is not flexible. Yeah. Uh, key lime mousse, graham cracker cake, and meringues. Um, anywho, there's uh, so many great options. Um, there was one other one that I wanted to bring up that was in, uh, now I'm going to miss it here. Um, 
here. The house made chorizo and potato empanada with turmeric aioli, uh, which is at Vibranti and Vivido, uh, Encanto, Cochina, between Morocco and France. Uh, feast on authentic Colombian cuisine inspired by the Disney animated film Encanto. So, uh, and, and there's like, again, there's 50 other ones that, that I'm certainly not going to waste uh, your, you know, our, our time here and talk to you about, <laughs> but definitely go on the, on the website and check it out because um, if nothing else, uh, you know, if you're a foodie and you're not going to Disney anytime soon, look at there and maybe it gives you inspiration for things to cook. There's some really crazy things on here. Yeah, I definitely feel like um, so obviously presentation is key here. Uh, they're definitely Instagram worthy, but they're also um, like interesting combinations of flavors that uh, they're also taking the culinary arts aspect in terms of like, this is something that is unique and, um, and something to, to try that uh, you may not have experienced before. Um, one of the things that is, uh, that I don't think the last time that we went to the festival of the arts uh, I don't think this was here, but uh, but I might be wrong. Um, so usually there's a festival passport that gives you a guide to um, all of the places that you go to. And in this year's festival passport, there is uh, what they're calling the Wonderful Walk of Colorful Cuisine. So there's five vibrant dishes um, that represent different colors. And if you have all five, you get a reward at the end. Um, so there for the color red, there's a blood orange, uh, or blood orange braised beet carpaccio with mustard vinaigrette, pickled clamshell mushrooms, golden beets, and crostini. Uh, the green, um, is the one that Ryan mentioned, the deconstructed key lime pie, uh, yellow, the house made chorizo and potato empanada, orange pan seared scallops with vanilla butternut squash puree. That sounds amazing. Uh, pink is a vanilla donut with strawberry sugar, strawberry ice cream, fresh strawberries, and strawberry gelée. Uh, and then if you try all of those dishes and then bring your passport to um, one of the locations, you can claim the Artist Palette Cookie. And this is the one that for years um, was like the Instagram thing to to take a picture of and uh, features heavily in a lot of disney's sort of advertising uh, right you basically... told me that it was the best and i shout it all the time right? <laughs> I... wasn't that what you're... that's what you're going to tell us right now correct <laughs> i did not tell you that um it's basically uh... a chocolate chip cookie that has a hole cut out so the cookie looks like an artist palette and there are um dollops of colored icing and they give you a paintbrush so you could like paint your cookie. Um, I, I will say it all, it looks better than it actually is. Um, it looks fun and, and whimsical and you're, and you're like, ah, oh, wouldn't it be fun to, you know, paint on the cookie in reality? Um, it, it's, it's like a miss for me. I think, um, you know, it's not quite as good of a chocolate chip cookie as you want it to be. And the icing is just kind of, you know, plain icing. Um, it's more about the fun aspect and the way that it looks than it is about the actual food itself. Um, I get the sense that you're saying that my kids would like it more than me. Yeah. And I mean, this is coming from someone who loves chocolate chip cookies. Wow. Like right. ab absolutely, uh, loves them, but I will go 
and get a chocolate chip cookie somewhere else at Disney than the than the artist palette cookie. I mean, if you've had your five uh, treats or the five dishes from the the wonderful walk of colorful cuisine, then at, for sure go get your free cookie. Um, but it does sort of feel like the 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 pity reward at the end where they're like, <laughs> oh, good, congratulations, here's a cookie, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> do they do they put it on your head or like on your nose you know, like a dog with like peanut butter and they, that's their pity they're like here you go and you're like ah, blah, 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 blah. you're like finally i got it yes i yes <laughs> yeah um one of the reasons why uh the festival of the arts is um similar to some of the other epcot festivals is obviously they they have entertainment as well um and, and in terms of the arts, they have uh, performing arts in the form of the concert series, which what Epcot um, festival would be complete without uh, someone performing on the, um, the American Gardens Theater. Uh, but this one in particular, they do sort of um, carve out the Festival of the Arts. It, it has a niche in that they bring Disney on Broadway um, performers. So it, it does does feel slightly different than just like the, um, you know, the, the Flower and Garden Festival and the Food and Wine Festival and not to harp on anybody, but like sometimes bringing in acts that are like many years old and... And yes, there's still a following, but you're kind of like, oh, I didn't know they were still around. <laughs> I I do I do love my old uh, Sister Hazel album from uh, <laughs> from uh, I'm gonna say mid to late '90s. Yeah. Um, but Sister Hazel is definitely one of those bands that is constantly invited back. Um, oh gosh, I'm trying to think of some other. Uh, I'll try to find some other obscure ones, but <laughs> there are. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying. Um, yeah, there are definitely the Flower and Garden musician uh, concert series that is typically for a 70s, 80s uh, one-hit wonder crowd. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the Festival of the Arts is definitely for the musical theater kid um, who happens to know people uh, who are Disney on Broadway performers. Um you know, it's not necessarily your traditional like, oh, you know, this person was in uh, Wicked or in. Um... Oh, my goodness. Anything else. <laughs> uh, but specifically uh, Disney on Broadway performers. And so you have performers who have performed for Disney in their shows on Broadway, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast, Frozen, um, Little Mermaid. Uh, Newsies, Mary Poppins, um, and the Lion King. Like there are, they're really great performers and they are usually there for, for the weekends ish or for specific weeks. And then there's an overlap period, uh, sometimes where, where they have multiple performers, uh, all together, but usually they have two, two performers there, um, on specific nights, uh, or specific days. That is guest host Rosalie. 
<laughs> uh, who is uh, excited about bedtime from what I can understand. She certainly is. Um, okay, so real quick, just to kind of wrap a bow up on the uh, Garden Festival, Flower Garden Festival. Um, and, and funny enough, uh, today Disney released their concert series. So just to kind of talk about um, the differences between the Flower and Garden concert series versus the uh, the Broadway, Disney on Broadway concert series, part of the uh, Festival of the Arts. Yep. Um, we've got the Guess Who, um, uh, Rick Springfield. So the Guess Who is our Canadian con. Uh, mm-hmm. Rick Springfield, uh, cool, in, <laughs> cool in the Gang. See, I can't even say some of these without laughing because, um, let's see, the Pointer Sisters. Uh, now, Lauren from London would love that. So <laughs> Blood, Sweat and Tears. Uh, the Commodores, Flock of Seagulls, Colin, wow. Colin, Colin Ray, uh, Simple Plan, which is another, <laughs> I know. And so this is what I say. This is literally what I was about to say. I was like, man, it kind of represents the stock of your band, in my opinion. Yeah. So I am, uh, so I, I, you know, I'm sure Simple Plan gets a great trip to, to Disney for this. Uh, they're June 3rd to the 6th. Uh, Herman's Hermits. Uh, and plain white tees. Wow. So, so a couple of them, plain white tees, of course, have have a song or two, and Simple Plan, of course, has got some songs. Um, but yeah, oh, and the other one is Starship featuring Mickey Thomas. So there, there's a few other ones that I've missed because <laughs> you might not know who they are. I certainly do not know who they are for sure. Um, so, anyways, uh, but yeah, so definitely a different uh, level of of music in those concert series not 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 necessarily of skill or talent just if you're looking for more of a broadway experience obviously uh this disney on broadway concert series is is for you if you're looking for more of the poppy uh you know one hit wonder kind of sensation not that the pointer sisters didn't have more hits (laughs) um (laughs) you know that that's obviously that can be uh your style as well for sure um for the uh, Disney on Broadway concert series. Um, obviously, you know, there are guests can go into, uh, into the American gardens theater, uh, but you do have to line up. Um, if you absolutely know that you definitely need to, um, to experience it, you can book a dining package. I don't necessarily know why you would, um, <laughs> Usually, like the dining packages, the only one that I sometimes recommend is uh, for um, the candlelight processional, um, where there's a, a speaker that you happen to really want to hear. Um, for this, I feel like you could probably take your chances, and uh, and if not, walk walk around behind the theater and and still hear it, but maybe not have a seat. But if you really, really want to have a guaranteed spot. Um, there are four restaurants at Epcot that are offering the, the dining package for lunch or dinner. Um, for one single price, you get an appetizer, entree, and dessert, or one full buffet, um, along with a non-alcoholic beverage, and then guaranteed seating for um, the Disney on Broadway concert series. Those four restaurants, uh, Beer Garden, Coral Reef, Garden Grill, and Rosen Crown, and uh yeah pricing varies yeah between 57 to 69 dollars per adult and yeah 22 I mean, to 43 for child it's a it, i was just gonna say you know uh and i'm sure those who have listened to this before will know my affinity towards garden grill i think garden grill is a great restaurant and frankly it is in my opinion leaps and bounds around the other three um 
I agree with Ryan though. I just, for the price point and for the off chance that you don't get a seat in the theater, I, I don't know if it's, if it's worth it. Um, you know, looking at the names of the list, I mean, Carrie Butler is a very accomplished Broadway singer. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, Michael James Scott is as well. There's some other ones. I, yeah, I just don't know if, if again, everybody's got their own value proposition. That's, that's not mine. Uh, Garden Grill for, for an adult and a child is going to be $110 before tip. Um, US, yeah, you know, um, but it's an option. So no, it's there. For sure. Um, let's talk about uh, another type of art uh, and visual art, which you will see um I guess we can also still uh, stay on performing arts. There are still performers that can be throughout the the park. Um, in years past, they've had um, sort of different art installations um, where you'll see people um, either performing. Um, but visual arts are definitely uh, a key role here. Um, every year, they've always had chalk artists who who work around Epcot and... Uh, just create stunning chalk art. Um, I think it's, if you enjoy watching people create art, um, you know, this is definitely a great festival for you. Um, If if you're a kid or a kid at heart, um, there is a a sort of a paint by numbers wall mural that usually happens um, where you're given a couple of, Uh, dollops of paint and you get to go fill in a square or two or three in um uh, as a part of a mural and um and then see see it come to life um throughout the day and uh and yeah i i think in terms of visual artists being there and um and sort of sharing their art uh i think it's unique um because you don't often get to see visual artists working um unless you know you're gonna stock the uh the sketch artists in um in the art of disney stores or or that sort of thing um but if you're also a fan of um classic art uh, there are lots of photo pass opportunities as well where you can put yourself in um in classic pieces of art uh it's it's fun and campy um but it also makes for fun photos and uh and yeah good good fun it 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 gives you a reason to kind of work your way around the world showcase uh and in what was future world um and still partly is uh future world um but speaking of visual artists as well uh the festival of the arts does have you know, their usual, uh, festival merchandise. But what I really love about the festival of the arts too, is the fact that there are galleries that pop up, um, around the park and different artists get a chance to showcase their art and sell their art, um, in these galleries. And as someone who loves Disney art, um, I just love going through and seeing unique, uh, interpretations of, of Disney characters, um, and maybe, you know, my favorite attractions or, um, you know, my, my favorite characters in a, in a new light. And, 
it's tough not to walk away with the fair number of um pieces of art but uh i don't know are you are you guys uh disney art fans oh art fans yes um again uh i we have some art um but not i don't yeah no i really like the uh the we talk i don't know if we talked about this but i have some of the vintage posters uh for some of the ride attractions um in my office but not not art wise and typically it's just because for me it's tough to find space for me to get it home you know if 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 they had free shipping to mail it home <laughs> i would have definitely bought art well they do for if you're a u.s citizen right though yes you know lots of that stuff can get shipped home no problem well being you know canadian one of our challenges is is how do you get it home i mean you have a p.o box which is maybe a topic for another day but uh we do not and so yeah so i just haven't went that path and again with kids you know trying to fit a droid or a lightsaber in a backpack or a, in a suitcase is uh tough enough you know let alone putting in some uh wonderful piece of art for sure um around the park there are eight different uh galleries that they that's a sort of showcase um artists and chances are good um these the artists will show up at some point um it's kind of hit or miss about when you when they are going to be there um but uh but it's really nice to to see artists and to be able to ask them about their pieces and um yeah i think it's uh really visually um stunning to kind of see the different interpretations uh like i said uh, obviously i'm just going to do a quick shout out uh lauren and i love uh jared uh, marumiyama who uh typically is a freelance illustrator but um is creates these really adorable um drawings uh that usually get featured in disney's wonderground gallery which is um you know has a uh, has a gallery in the festival of the arts but you can also see uh see it at uh disney springs in the marketplace co-op um and if you've seen chances are good that you've seen his style somewhere around the parks um because he does get featured heavily um i think he (laughs) he does end up doing quite a lot of illustrations for disney nowadays um on merchandise and in books um obviously for rosalie we've got a lot of the disney's baby books and and a lot of his drawings feature in uh in a number of those so definitely something um that is is worth checking out um if you're not a fan of art whatsoever then maybe this festival isn't for you Uh, (laughs) but i feel like if you can at least appreciate uh art in one of its many forms um i i think this festival could be uh could be great for you and it's not it's not up for that long it's a pretty short festival all all things considered um but if you're on the fence about whether or not you want to book a trip in january february uh, i'd lean towards hey you know go for it because you'll get to experience something different. And, uh, and to me personally, um, it's very close to my favorite, uh, festival at Epcot. 
Yeah, I really think, you know, it's funny, uh, to just uh, real quick to go back to the art parse, art piece. You know, when we think about souvenirs, um, there is something that art can do that can be like it's such a life piece. You know, it's something that, you know, you, you hand down to other people or you or it's been with you for years kind of thing, you know, versus the mug or, or <laughs> keychain or whatever. So anyways, I, I just I wanted to kind of harken back because I, I it's not something that uh, first of all, I don't use harken very often. But second of all, I don't uh, art can be such a. I'm thinking about COVID right now and how, you know, we're all kind of like in this kind of limbo, right? Like what, what's next kind of for us currently sure. in, in this part of, of the COVID uh, sphere. But art is one of those things where it can instantly kind of change your mood, your, your perspective, your feeling, uh, whether it be a memory of when you bought it, you know, in this instance, how great would it be to kind of have that with you, but also just looking at it and, and kind of having meaning and purpose behind it. So um, I think there's a lot of things with this festival that can, yeah, I was even thinking about my kids who both love art. You know, my son loves singing and acting and my daughter loves visual arts. Uh, and so it'd be kind of neat to have them go and each kind of take something away with it that's different. And as you walk around the World Showcase and kind of have those elements of art to kind of check out, it might actually be something that might engage them more than if it wasn't up. Yeah. Um, so, so that's something, you know, kind of from my perspective, because uh, I agree, it's not for everybody, for sure. And if you... You know Rosalie, who is you know a a a, a young lady um, under one. Maybe she does not find this as uh, exciting. She's as, not quite uh, the art connoisseur just yeah, yet. Not just yet. No, no. But uh, but but anyway. So so I do think you know it kind of depends on family makeup and, and individuals. But um, yeah, it's a really really fun festival, and I'm uh, I'm excited to experience it at, uh, soon. Yeah. Well, that's probably a good place for us to leave it. Um, we'd love to hear if uh, if you are listening and you have been to the Festival of the Arts, um, what did you take away with you? Um, was it something that you experienced? Did you end up buying some art? Um, because I know I did. Uh, and, <laughs> and yeah, and that art sort of is still with us for sure. Um, but I'd love to hear what would excite you most about the Festival of the Arts, if you haven't gone, and if you have gone, um, yeah, what did stick with you as uh, as an art connoisseur, and uh, and maybe um, you know advocate for for why other people should go. Uh, but if you head to our Facebook and Instagram page, um, you can leave a comment on this particular episode, letting us know what it was that uh, that drew you to it um, that you took away with you and um and yeah if you want to share your disney art we'd love to see it because um you know it's nice to see it in the galleries in the park but it's even better to see it on someone's wall somewhere um and and yeah if you'd like to share those those photos we'd love to see them uh but that's it we want to thank you so much for joining us and on behalf of myself ryan and ryan we're the double doubles you've been listening to dull whips and double doubles thanks so much for listening and we look forward to you joining us again next time 